Hello and welcome to Game Together, Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener, this game is the creme de la creme of co-op, or something better off playing solo. But we're not doing that this week, Nave. Philip, it's Halloween. No, it's not. This is not the spooky special. This is the end of the year special, so Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Nave. Or it could be Halloween if somebody's listening to this in the future. Yeah, or the past. N- no? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no. Well, think about it. Uh, well, no, I was trying to think of an idea like, you know, like radio waves only travel so fast as far as like an energy in space. Are you giving me a fucking Omicron per CI8 getting the television shows of the 80s yeah. in the future? <laughs> oh, wait, that's in the future. <laughs> no, I, I don't know which way it goes. But yes, dear co-op listener is another year done. Uh, year one done. But this is year two. So year two done. <laughs> you're you're to done. Yeah. So with this, first I want to thank all the guests in our little Hug Circle podcast network that we had on this year. Just running down it real quick. The CS Podcast, uh, Jared, Kai, and Ben of the Play Along, Ryan from Listoff, Morgan of the Intergalactic Pinecone, Keith from MainQuest, Will and Nick from Friday Night Gamecast, and Kevin from Save the Media Network. Didn't we have Did we both Brian and Ryan from Listoff? I think that was last the year before. No, we had Ryan on for RuneScape, and then I wasn't there, so we had them both on for Anacrusis. I forgot we did Anacrusis, honestly. Yeah, but yeah. I put that in our notes. Uh, but, you know, like when I was looking back, <laughs> well, we'll talk about when we get to awards, but I was looking back at our old episodes, and I'm like, man, had some of these episodes. I just like, blacked did, them out. Is this really it? This is how, We've had multiple people on. We had Chris from One Hour and One Decision on just recently. What? Oh, I might have not finished this list then. Okay, if you didn't make it on the list, I'm sorry. I forgot to finish it, I guess. Oh, now I'm fucking super paranoid, Philip. <laughs> you son of all a right. bitch. I'm going to go. <laughs> and well, we, stopped well, putting, you... we stopped putting all their names in the, in the titles because the titles were getting too long. And now I'm just going to yeah. use my memory. All right, you use your memory while I talk about our stats. Nay, for the whole 2021 year. Oh, wait, yeah, for 2021. That was our first year of doing the pod. We only we missed had... Cameron from Shadowless Edge. Cameron Shadowless Edge. Yeah. From the we Hall truly of Gamers. Did. Uh, Yokar wrecked. Was that this year when we had him? <laughs> yes, I think. I, I hope his rap career Fortnite. is going well. Yeah. Man, we said so many Eric from game. Eric from Game Positive. We missed him. It, it, I, ah, oh god. Turns out I okay. missed. We know, also Eric from Eric from uh, the side questing pod. You you said, you uh, you probably just got busy, but there's only like eight people on this list. They're like that can't <laughs> be true. Well, it's true. We have a lot of people on here, so I'm really sorry if we missed you, but. Moving Bill, along. Bill from uh, Gaming Collecting Oh, yeah. Pod. Yeah, because he was that RuneScape as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was on RuneScape. Uh, and then we also had Calvin from a- from Apex Pals. Oh, a lot of people. Okay. You, this you, is... missed, you missed over half of them, Philip. <laughs> okay, I assume I didn't finish this list then. Fruity. Actually, I noticed and now I'm putting live. I have question marks in the, <laughs> in the notes. So this was stuff I was supposed to fill out earlier in the day that I did not. How did we weren't prepared? We we're we're all scrambled out here. Yeah, we're we're making up as we go along. But Nave, from our first year of the pod, we only got sixteen hundred downloads. You want to know how many we got in our second year of the pod? Seventeen hundred downloads. No, forty one hundred. More than double. Is that? I was gonna say triple, but no, I don't know. Not, I don't not, know. Matt. Not yet. Almost triple, but not quite. So. 
this is where we talk about how, like that's really good that's impressive i can't believe people listen to the show you were just talking earlier how you actually interacted with another listener of the show that was like oh yeah i've listened to your show and we we're like no way no one listens to our show you kidding me yeah it really catches me off guard especially whenever somebody references something like directly and i'm like i don't even know if i said that <laughs> i yeah. could have possibly said that that sounds like something i'd probably say my dog's gonna be a little uh hyperactive this episode yeah, because Jan is actually visiting Nave. Can you believe it? Yeah, there's a whole lot of chaos energy going on from Molly because she, the pack has grown. Yeah, there's too many people in the house. Oh, God, she's really close to that candle. <laughs> <laughs> Flame and puppy. Dude, please. That'd be the worst. What was the thing? Is it like Rome where they had like dogs that they would tie flaming sticks to them and just let them loose through the enemy camp? They were talking about uh, in dun- I don't know I don't know folks they were t- but they were talking about okay. this that but with cats tying like in Dungeons and Daddies they said some that people tie like fire to the cat's tail and then I don't know what that accomplishes but then that person was immediately chastised for like twenty minutes in the podcast. What? No, I think this is like a historical thing. I can't prove it, but I think it was even in like Total War for some reason like Rome Total War. I feel like you could get war dogs that had fire attached to their tails. And you would just let them run towards the enemy? I hate that. Yeah, I know. It sucks. But, I mean, I guess there was a lot of dogs back then. They they just had enough to lose in the wars. <laughs> but then again, most of those, the Roman wars were just wars between the cities, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like, war was so much more smaller scale back then. We, we also missed uh, Elder Trolls. Oh, true. God damn it. That's so many people we missed. <laughs> I'm just glancing down at my phone while it's at 3%. Oh, it's kind of three, close. Zero, 03. Also, uh, no, we got main quest, Keith. I might have caught up with where you stopped. Okay, good. Because I might have started at the beginning. No, I definitely did not start at the beginning. Based yeah, like, you started. Was this is a very sporadic list. I don't know what this list I don't know how this worked. Did you go to Red? Uh, you probably went to Red Circle and like sorted by by downloads or something shut up molly you i don't remember but nay for our next year i think we could double that like if we you know doubled 1600 into 4100 which isn't doubled but you know all like more than doubled i bet we could do that and get up to 8,000 downloads in one year that's ambitious i know we're currently generating around like 70 downloads an episode we just got to get that number up to 140 140 downloads per episode so dear listeners at home I need you to do everything you can to get more downloads for us. So like if you ever just have like, uh, I don't know, your significant other come in the room, maybe just turn on the pod and just be like, uh, you know, whatever, just make it play out loud on your speaker of your phone. And maybe they'd be like, oh, I want to hear the rest of it or something, you know. If you ever like get anything. into an Uber and there's a, his phone is just sitting in one of those little like, you know, contraptions that holds it there so you can see the road, just take that and then just immediately subscribe to us on uh, Apple yeah. Podcatcher. Well, you know, I think you can do a lot of voice commands too. So I know with Alexa, like that works or whatever, where you can Alexa, be like, Alexa, subscribe to Gaming Together podcast. Yeah, that works. Or like play Gaming Together cooperative podcast, and it will start playing our most recent episode. Just go to get on your PA. If you work at a school, you're like a teacher. Just get on, f- connect your phone to the PA. Hold on, Alexa, subscribe to Gaming Together podcast. Thank you. And maybe we can hit eight thousand downloads in 2023. I'll, Dude, we'll update you next year. No what, fucking did it work? way. I forgot I have an Alexa. Alexa, <laughs> what'd you say? She's fucking talking. Jana's here as my witness for that. Okay. That my I forgot that there's an Alexa in my house. 
It's just in the back room. You never go in there. Yeah, collecting all my information for free. I mean, you already have a phone for that and a Chromebook and an Xbox. Yeah. Did you you remember back in whenever uh, the Xbox One first came out, people would be playing Call of Duty, and uh, there was this guy whose gamer tag was... Uh, uh xbox uh, shut off or xbox oh, shut down God. or whatever and he yeah. would troll on call of duty and people would be like x is like fuck you xbox shut down and then the xbox would be like shut down and they'd be like no 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 i forgot it's they really used that funny. voice commands for that back with yeah. the um what was that thing called the like the, the dongle the the camera the connect that's I think it. it was called the Wii fit board yeah that too so nave i have go- personal goals for the podcast though you know, this year for my backlog, I've completed at least 55 games, possibly more. That includes games we played for the pod. That's a did lot of games. See, did you see the the thing that I posted uh, for true, from True Achievements? Yeah, but you didn't roll credits on all those games. No, let me go look. I think it shows. I think it showed how much. Oh fuck, it's not it there. Ga- I'm gonna have to look for uh, it. Oh, 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 I can see it. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it says like. You you got 2,000 achievements this year. I, no, no. What, say the exact number. How many, how oh. many achievements did I get in 2022? Oh, God, you're stupid. You got 2022 achievements. 2022 achievements. Yeah, what are the oh, odds of that? I didn't, do, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It's not That was serendipity. And you have 152 games played with 1,000 hours, 1,158 hours exactly. And your top game was Halo Infinite with 127 hours. And yeah, you got 60, so here's the thing. Uh, so we're people are speculating. I'm sure by now it's been revealed what's, what what going on. But like, there are people who are like, "Man, I told they got like Elden Ring, and they're like, man, I totally put way more hours into Destiny.' But I don't think the thing is keeping track if you didn't get an achievement this year. Ooh, like, yeah, that makes so, sense. Because it the tracker is keeping track of that of it that way. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. It's confusing. So I know for a fact it's probably Rock Band 4, but I've had all the achievements in Rock Band 4 for like four years. So so it never updates? Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 hours still roll over, but True Achievements never checks up on it because it never picks up a change in that game list. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very complicated. Good website. If you play on Xbox, go look at it. All right. So yeah, my goal though, I'm going to finish 100 games this year, Nave. 100? That's only 1.8 games a week. Very doable. Uh, how many? Ga- it doesn't say how many games I completed today, this year. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, probably... I completed 55. That's with the pod doing fit. You know, we we do was it 55 55 weeks. So mostly, like probably uh, a lot of those are games we actually complete. There's only a few we didn't, such as uh, Ember and Nobody Saves the World. But most of the time, we finish our games. I mean, you. you what do you? What about Azonzo? I want to roll credits. Azonzo? That doesn't Games count. Like that. No. Get Gundam. I don't count those. Not unless like there's something notable where it's like reach max player level, or if I get all achievements in a multiplayer game or something like that. I might count that. That sounds hard. But most of the multiplayer games, I'm not going to count them. I bet I could do it. I have so many of those games like... Uh, oh, what was that game that Chris talked about? Like the, the spaceship sliding on the hills. That's basically Tiny Wings. Exo... XO one something. I don't know. Yeah, but like that game, I think that game's only like two hours long and I have over an hour in it. So I could probably log in, knock that game out, no problem. Or I have so many games that I've just been like milking along really slowly, teasing them out, nursing them. Like Earth Defense Force 2017 and 
2027. Dude, I fucking uh, saw you online. I saw you on Earth Defense Force 2017. And like an hour later, I went to go see what you're doing. And you were on 2025. And I was like, there's no fucking way in hell he's playing two different Earth Defense Force <laughs> games. He's like, well, oh, okay, I'm getting bored of this one. And <laughs> you go to another one? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, I mean, well, the problem is I can only handle so much Earth Defense Force. Because it is, it's pretty... I don't even know how to describe the gameplay. But the gameplay is basically hold down the trigger and look at bugs. Yeah, that's the whole game, you know? Like, click on the bugs. That's that's <laughs> the whole game. And so I can only do so much. And then I'm like, you know, I feel like I need a different type of bug-clicking game, bug-clicker. And so then I go to the old one. I'm like, man, this game is old and bad. I'm going to play the newer one. And I play the new one. I'm like, yep, it's just killing more bugs. So I'll just be like, oh, you know, the levels are less than 10 minutes long. I'll just play, like, three levels. And then I look, because, of course... There's over 100 levels in the game. And like I've said before, there's five difficulties for each level. So if I'm just going to beat the game on easy, it's still going to take me like, I don't know, hours and hours of gameplay just to beat it on the easiest difficulty. Like even lowering the difficulty in the game does not make the levels faster. That's like the weirdest part. Because like, I feel like it might take maybe like a couple minutes like shorter, but not by much. Because, you know, anything that just changes how many times you got to shoot the bugs. But at my current point, my weapon's so strong, or I have like, you know, inferno level weapons. For me to shoot something on easy or medium or even hard, they all die in one hit. The only difference is how much damage I take. So it still takes the same amount of time to beat a level on any of those difficulties. Yeah, it makes sense. You also forgot Dave Jackson from tales of the backlog i'm just scrolling i'm just scrolling down our episodes we had a lot of repeat guests yeah i know we got we got the people we like and we want them back you know yeah it's so hard to not want the people you like back in <laughs> i know it's so weird because it's like man i always think about like what if i win the lottery tomorrow and i have a bajillion dollars i'm like man i totally want to start like a I don't know, like a mega conglomerate of podcasts. And I'm like, I just want to pay these guys to make podcasts and be a part of like a massive network. Just so make just a like, compound? Yeah, pretty much. Like, like a cool Oh, like compound. the stupid gamer compound for yeah, esports. Yeah, dude. The esports <laughs> gamer podcasters. compound, but for podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And like, so that's like perfect for, for, for crossovers. You know what I mean? Slap it in like, what is it? What's the Nebraska that's right in the middle of America? Yeah, really, <laughs> really cheap land or some, somewhere. <laughs> We gotta build the we gotta build the the tunnels <laughs> underground tunnels so that we have the hyperloop or whatever. Yeah, just go really from... fast. Yeah. Anyway, Wait, I think that goes right into our Patreon. Which Did you ever finish were... your thought? Wait, what was I thinking about? Oh yeah, uh, one point eight games a week. I could do that. Like some of these games are so short, or other games I've just been working on them for the last year because I've been playing Earth Defense Force for over a year at this point, <laughs> and I just haven't finished it because I just keep going back on harder difficulties and replaying earlier levels. I think if this I, will finally give me to finish games and actually uninstall them. If I if I reach out to somebody and on the off chance one of the games they bring up is Earth Defense Force, are you gonna make? Are you gonna restart the whole game, or are we just gonna jump in where you're at? No, we're gonna restart the whole game. I don't know. Oh, Have God. you met me? <laughs> yes, I know. I knew what the answer was, but that was for the that was for the listeners. You don't get you don't get the full story experience of clicking on the bugs if you don't have the first part of like, what? We haven't seen the bugs in ten years. No way, they can't be back. And he's like, sir, we have a giant unidentified life form attacking us. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I love it so much. It's really stupid. Have you played High on Life yet? 
no, I'm, that's it. I'm saving it. Like, I don't want to start it until I get some of these other trash games out of the way. Oh, I already told. We already talked about it. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about that stupid Tyrannosaurus movie with Paul Walker in it, and it's Please just like stop. I'm just just thinking about it. Uh, it's, anyway, what 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 the hell are we doing? Oh, we're just talking about our goals for the next year. Uh, but our patrons, we currently have five patrons, right? Man, I don't know. Six. You're supposed to be the one. That, you're supposed to be the one that's coordinated. I'm the I'm the freaking schizoid. Right, my bad. Yeah, we have five. Uh, quick thank to our current patrons, Insane Cracker, Nick and Knight, Hopple, Michael Superbacker, and your Galactic Pinecast. Thanks, boys. Nave, I want to double that in the next year. I want 10 of them. What happens if we get to, like, I was going to say February, and we only have eight? What if we, what if we get to December, and we only have eight? Are you going to, like, bully I'll make fake accounts. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that's probably better. Like, I get out of, like we'll figure it out. I'll convince people to follow us and give us a dollar a month. Which we need to come up with some new Patreon goals now that we're actually getting some people. Oh, they you know what? Uh, I, I, I think I think maybe we should when you know when you know how when you edit super fast. I don't know how this is gonna work if whenever I get the computer because I procrastinate too much, but you edit way faster than I do. So what and now that we are starting to do the red circle like what are those the the cross promotion things with the other yeah, podcasts? We're getting them back. Yeah. Um if you upload the raw file there won't have it won't have those on there so maybe that could be like an extra little thing. Yeah, I mean I always mean to do that anyways but I just keep forgetting. <laughs> well it didn't matter before when we didn't have the promotions. It didn't matter because you wouldn't hear those things anyways. But I I I listen to Sacred Symbols and they don't have ads and I I've, I've I've subscribed to their Patreon for like 2 years now and I've just forgotten what it's like to have ads. And so whenever I watch the YouTube videos, they they do the YouTube video for they did a YouTube video for something with the game awards and stuff and I wanted to see like all the visuals they put up and I was like, holy fuck, these ads are awful. Like, it, like sitting ads. through ads. I forgot. I've been paying for Spotify Premium and stuff like that, too, because it's just like, man, I do not like to be advertised to. And Which, we only have two ads in, uh, in all, each show. Well, no, I still, I don't think, no, this is the thing, though. Those aren't, like, ad ads. We're not getting paid for those. I don't know if, like, this might be a good place to clear it up. Like, it, like we volunteer, we have a little soundbite that we send to other podcasts, and then they send us a soundbite. And then we kind of use that as, like, a bridge, like a little olive branch to be like, hey, come over here to our crazy show. Even though yep. our our uh, our soundbites aren't as crazy as our show has become. Our soundbites are very old. They're very dated. We need new ones. Yeah, we need. If you have ones. like a favorite pit, please let us know which part or a reference of some episode. Yeah, preferably so one it. that doesn't mention Hitler, nine eleven, many cuss words. Philip's gonna have to censor it a little bit. Yeah, which usually isn't that hard. Uh, so what about Patreon goals? Nate, what if we had our own gaming together website? I don't know what we'd put on it, but what if we had one? I so this is one thing where like I have a Spotify playlist of all of the like spots that i've done like i've like guessed it on and that would be like a cool thing to have like a bunch of links uh, for yeah stuff like, like that a... so anytime we collaborate with someone we have like a spot like for them dedicated all right uh the other thing i was gonna say an art redesign but i forgot we've already pretty much done that with you doing the clip art every week yeah which or... is becoming harder and harder the, the the more weird the art styles of games are the harder the clip art is starting to become so like this week we did or, uh, we did no uh, nobody saves the world this that'll be out last week that'll be last week's episode but so you already see whatever i figured out for the clip art but i've been staring at all of these screenshots of this game just going <laughs> okay. what do what? i do and cuz it's like i i try to put the guests in there and i try to put them for uh, like 
like up front, right? But I can't be like, hey, can I get a full body picture of you going, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it's weird. I like to surprise the guest, so I'm not sure. Maybe maybe in the future we can start like kind of like talking to the guests a little bit more about that. But I like I, I, I genuinely like just hunting for the perfect screenshot, you know what I mean? And just finding it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a lot more work than necessary, though. Yes, it is. It is. All right. Uh, what about uh, a gaming together Discord? Honestly, I, I'd rather, like, I know we have a lot of people on our podcast network. I wonder if any of them would let us, like, leech on, like, those weird things that connect to the sharks. You know what I'm talking about? And just kind of, like, no. hang out and eat their skin. I'm thinking about, the, fu- I've got Futurama on the brain, but there was the brain slugs in Futurama. Well, no, you know? because they control them. We, we would control the, <laughs> we would control this, we become our server, Philip. Well, yeah, like, I definitely would try to take over any server we become a part of, but... You know, that's just how it is. That's usually how we handle most situations online. Yeah, you, you I would infiltrate really... and then you 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 know take command. Before we got the opportunity to make a Discord server, uh, what was it? Um, damn, what is their podcast name? Live and Fruy. Uh, between two gamers, they they made a Discord server, the co-op the co-op server, and that what I would wanted our, what I wanted our Discord server to be. I didn't really feel like interacting with people too much. I like because my social battery is really low recently but i really wanted to have that as a spot where i can like pretty easily find people who are interested in specific games so that i can like more or less kind of coordinate different because really at this point i am just reaching out to people like any random people just trying to figure out what they like and trying to coordinate that way it like anything to streamline that process and make it easier on me someone who is an uh extroverted introvert um uh, it 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 really keeps me motivated, and so that would probably be what I used it for. Also for memes and stuff, I really like just yeah. It's around. all about the memes. Yeah, but Twitter's where it's at with the memes, man. I uh, Twitter's Twitter's going nuts right now, but I don't think it's going anywhere. And all because uh, the memes are the memes are just as fire as usual, and so I'm having fun over there. Well, it's okay to have humor on Twitter currently, right? It's no longer no. illegal. It's it's not it's not good to have humor on Twitter because it's hard to well okay it's if it's a picture it's okay but if you type something out being humorous that is going to be interpret interp, interpreted a billion different ways that's like the problem with it so um, yeah, you, can't you either have, have to be you either have to be a hundred percent sarcastic all the time or you have to be just totally okay with people interpreting your jokes as completely serious straight faced sentences right. That's yeah. that's that's why I am so goofy on Twitter. And usually, whenever I am like trying to be serious, I usually delete it like pretty fast. I'm like, ah, never mind. I'm not fucking doing this. This is annoying. So we talked about this earlier. This is funny because I don't know. This, I think this is kind of relevant right now. But we had a uh, oh, hold on, baby, sad. Uh, like I'm always doing little like side task on the internet or like a uh, little worker task. Like I've talked about doing the. Uh, like censoring stuff or like is this is this hate speech or not like it's for like social sites yeah and one task i received which i assume like i'm on the wrong side of history with this one but it was <laughs> <laughs> sorry i gotta uh, out myself here but the task was for like 25 cents go to this one twitter post which was an anti-zuck post by the way it was basically Zuckerberg. making fun of yeah, that was the whole post is like this guy make you know basically calling out Zuckerberg. And it's like, and you need to report it as political false news or fake news. And so, but you could see how many 
requests they have for this one task to. And it was like over like 1,500. So they wanted like 1,500 people, basically a botnet of people to go out and just take down this one Twitter guy and just report him. And I did. And I got I got my 25 cents for it. Like, I hope I don't go to hell for this one task. But Because like I did, I'm like, man, this uh, this kind of goes against my moral values. But of course, everything on Twitter is already being policed by a different Zuckerberg type situation. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know whose side this is on anymore. Like, I assume this is, is this Facebook coming after Twitter or like who is representing who? This is a Clone Wars situation where I don't know who's the Sith Lord and who is just the like, what's going on. Dude, that's the thing in the Clone Wars. How would you know if the stormtroopers are suddenly evil? How, if you were just a layman, how would you know the stormtroopers were suddenly evil? Yeah, you don't know. Like, how would you get that information? In in Star Wars, like the big political or not political, the uh, the press release that the Jedi tried to basically kill the president, and that yeah. they've gone. They're like religious zealots, space wizards that are going crazy killing people. I don't know I don't why know. I'm saying yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get the conversation going. Which, I don't know if we ever say anything at the top, but dear listeners, this is not a normal episode. If you want a normal episode of Gaming Together, listen to anything else. But this is basically us just having fun, relaxing for the holidays, uh, taking a week off from, you know, hardcore butt-chugging Mountain Dew gaming like we usually do, to just have some fun, chat, and talk about our year and give out some awards. Uh, hopefully, maybe if you're an indie developer and your game made it in our top 10, we can send you an email saying congratulations. Get on our show. Subscribe yeah, to our that would YouTube. Be Don't no, our YouTube is dead. <laughs> Subscribe to it. Unless you're posting stuff there, but I haven't posted in a while. We'll figure it out. I, I got plans. Year. I got plans, but I need a computer. Oh yeah. All right. Uh I think that pretty much covers like the year retrospective and our plans. Nave, are you ready to get into the awards? Uh sure. This right. awards just Lucy Goose. I was, we were we were expecting to have like more time to uh, like flesh this out, but then we just decided relaxation is pretty sweet. We haven't had a yeah. week off in a long time, dude. We have not taken a week off in over a year at this point. Like I took one off, but that was for family matters. No, there was a there was a moment in time where we had three games like already in oh, the bag. being played. Yeah, yeah. Like we so got... then we took a really long time playing something. It's the last. It was started. There's Solasta, and we took a while on Stardew as well, it felt. It, no, we just took a week on Stardew, I'm pretty sure. It felt like a long time. We were playing we, that every day for like eight hours straight. Yeah. Well, no, that this is what it was. You, I think, I don't know what was going on with you, but I was sick with COVID, so I wasn't at work the whole time we were playing Stardew. So we oh. probably like, put in hours on Stardew because I was just home doing nothing. Nice. But dying. All right, so game of the year, Nave. This is not a surprise to anyone. We talked about it last week, but we ended up just going with Elden Ring. Elden Ring. So the problem with this one, Nate, because I also said Elden Ring, just for the record. There's a reason why we're it's right at the top, because we're just getting it out of yeah, the way. Just get out of the way. Uh, Elden Ring, though, like the second it came into discussion, everyone was like, is it God of War Elden Ring? Like, it was so funny that, uh, what was the game that came out the same time as Elden Ring? Uh, uh, Horizon. It was yeah, that one didn't come into the argument at all, and I was like, I thought that one was supposed to be a banger. Yeah, it was supposed to be pretty good if you like for if you like open world games. Unfortunately, everyone likes like has open world fatigue, and it, it is genuinely just another one. You know, even though it's probably the best or one of the top three examples of uh, what an open world game can be, if in the in the uh, the archetype 
that the open world game genre kind of is in right now. W meanwhile, Elden Ring is just completely broken out of that with the Dark Souls formula. So, yeah. What was the and question? The thing is, I don't know. I was just talking about like how it came down to basically two games, God of War and Elden Ring. And of course, we're not PlayStation boys. None, we didn't play God of War. I've seen tons of clips and I'm like, it looks really good. I can't wait to play it in 10 years. But Elden Ring just kind of defaulted its way in there. And I feel really contrarian where I don't want to pick Elden Ring, but I could not find yeah. a game to beat it. I mean, that's kind of just unfortunately how 2022 was. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff on the Nintendo side that seemed pretty interesting, but it's like there, and there's a whole lot of indies that I respect more than I mean, well, I was going to say I respect more than Elden Ring, but I'm going to be honest. You. Elden Ring, if Elden Ring. So I immediately made the stipulation that this game since it's since it's going to be game of the year it's eliminated from all of the other categories yeah, and same. that would have been even the same if philip decided to pick scorn as his game of the year or something i'd be like eliminate from all of the categories because that because elden ring would have clean sweeped almost all of our little like extra awards that we're going to do so it would have just been really annoying and, and boring we wanted to have like more games to shine lights on <laughs> see the other thing is like elden ring is such a mass market appeal that's what i think is so good about it too is because it is a medieval fantasy open world game uh, it sounds really generic on paper but i feel like when we say like hey if you could offer somebody one game from 2022 it's going to be elden ring it, it, like, it's so it feels very disingenuous i mean even people who uh like aren't really into souls games are like they they can see what Elden Ring is. Like you just there's there's some there's some things to be said about God of War and the way that the the game like presents itself, but that leans a lot of credence towards my gripes with Sony and their like their development style the way that they it, it feels like you know when you watch the oscars no one watched the oscars i haven't watched the oscars in a decade but it, i assume most of the movies in the oscars are there's there's a there's a term called oscar bait yeah right and there's a whole bunch of artsy fartsy movies that are just oscar bait and um that's kind of how i view sony a little bit that's obviously going to change after this year because of all of their live service games and whatnot but that's that was my experience with 2022 yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, which, if we're, if I would just say like, which one would I expect to win Game of the Year? I'd probably say God of War, even though that would not be my choice. You know what's amazing is that so. I mean, uh, in my opinion, I've said it multiple times. Elden Ring, vastly superior game. I feel like that's objective, but it is subjective. It's it's like. Anyway, so uh, last year or not last year in 2018. When God of War, the first one, came out, right? The first of the remakes. Yeah. Um, do you know what else came out that year? I, I don't know, Skyrim, when did it come out? <laughs> Skyrim comes out every year, Philip. 2011, yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. Oh. And you know what one game of the year? Red Dead Redemption 2? God of 2? War. Oh. Red Dead Redemption clean sweeped every category it was nominated for. And then when Game of the Year came up, obviously it's Red Dead Redemption because it beat God of War in all the other categories. But God of War wins Game of the Year. Very That's interesting, right? Weird. So I was like, God of War is going to win because, you know, recency bias, yada, yada, yada. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter debunking the recency bias thing. And so I just shut my mouth because I was like, OK, clearly I'm just in my feelings because I think God of War is going to win. But um, so whenever it got whenever we were I was watching the game awards and by watching I mean I was vaguely listening to it through my headphones and I was playing yeah. Callisto Protocol and um, God of War was like winning everything 
I was watching it with Melissa, and Melissa was like, "Hey, did you?" Is like, like, did, did any other game besides God of War come out this year? Because she's just not very attached to the <laughs> game awards at all. Yeah, God she's like, War? "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah, it's winning everything. Uh, besides, like maybe one or two things. And so, uh, when it came to Game of the Year, I had it in my mind the Red Dead Redemption Two moment where God of War won, and I'm like, "Oh my God, is God of War going to get? Is is this going to be vengeance? Red Dead Re- Red Dead Revengeance." <laughs> Okay. And it was when Elden Ring won. I was just like, of course, Elden Ring won, because now it's poetic at this point. Well, I mean, you could also state that maybe there was no innovation on the God of War formula because I I heard it was just more of the same, which isn't bad if it won Game of the Year last year. Like, if you just make more good stuff, like, that's all you really need to do. Like, with all the time that they took. Like they took so much time on the game that it's it's not that it's fresh again, but it's like welcome. You know what I mean? So people yeah. were more receptive to the game, even though, I mean, there. I'm not saying there was innovation. I watched. I looked at it. I mean, it's beautiful too, even though it's a PlayStation 4 game. Um, it still looks really good, and there are some fights that look really spectacular. So I'm pretty excited for whenever I eventually get my PS5 and start dabbling in some of these. Oh yeah, uh, so I really like. I'd say I'm hesitant to pick Elden Ring, but I think it was the only choice. Yeah. Do you have any more to say on Game of the Year? Elden Ring's fucking good, dude. <laughs> dude, that's really it. We were, we were so into it when it came out. Like, I didn't go, I was going to go back and re-listen to our Elden Ring episode. It was three hours long. I'm not re-listening to that. I can only that, hear myself talk so much. But and we, that's three we're, hours we're of, it. We, can, we delayed that. So every now and then an episode gets delayed, dear listener. This Elden Ring episode got delayed because of both of us. Yeah. It got delayed, I think, five weeks, dude. We were because we, we just got, wanted to keep playing it. No, so and, and it's like it got delayed two or three weeks. I'm pretty sure it was two weeks. And on the third week, it was getting delayed. We had Morgan from Intergalactic Pinecast. That's the guest that we had for Elden Ring. Yeah. We instead did Fantasy Star Universe, a game we scrapped a year ago. <laughs> yeah, that was year one when we were going to do that. And then we went three more weeks, Philip. <laughs> and then the Elden Ring episode came out. We were, I got all the achievements in it. Like, I saw everything there is to see. I was doing different builds. Philip was showing me, like, all kinds, like his bleed builds, switched over to his melee builds, switched terrible. over to two hand. Yeah. It's like, we just had, we lived in that game. And I refuse to believe that anyone can, like, mind hold themselves on the zeitgeist that Elden Ring was for many months we haven't seen anything like that in a long time yeah it was like, such so, an important this is game. weird but it's like the last time i've seen such a like mind control type in a game was either like pokemon go which was a mobile movement pretty much or like halo 3 anything else is like yeah i didn't like as we're talking about more modern gaming like 360 and up yeah, I would. I, Modern Warfare One was also kind of like that. Oh yeah, of course. Modern uh, Warfare Two is bigger though, because uh, Modern Warfare Two was was after Halo Three, right? Yeah. Or is that the one that released alongside? No, Halo, Modern Warfare One was alongside Halo Three. Modern Warfare Two, there was no like competition, so it just fucking <laughs> full fucking saddle. Yeah, it, it was the game. So. I know we said that we were going to do this first and get it out of the way, and then we ended up talking for twenty minutes about Elden Ring, but we we really like that game. Turns out. All right. Plus, we we're want to explain on. to the listeners, of course, why we picked that. No, we're not just fanboys, even though we we seem to be fanboys. I am now oh. a fan. Philip was before a fanboy. I was the skeptic. I went into Elden Ring not really liking Dark Souls, and then I we have gone back and played all of the Dark Souls at this point, and it's great. 
All right, so this is the category. You you came up with a lot of these categories. I only came up with one of them, and that it was like the negative one because you didn't put it in there. But this is the best co-op game of the year. Now, this isn't a game that released this year. I think the only one that's tied to 2022 was game of the year. But this is the top three that we played. So, uh, just to give that? mine out, uh, it's not... right underneath game of the year. No, it's not. Top three yeah, played this year is right under game of the year. Yeah. You just said best co-op game. Oh, my bad. Let's top top three let's, plays let's this do, year. Let's do best co-op game just because you said it. But then okay, we'll go, fine. We got to remember to go back. Best co-op game this year? Assuming Elden Ring's kicked out of the, the running. I said Shredder's Revenge, TMNT. That came out this year. Well, okay. That, that just happened to come out this year. Because all my other ones that I put in were not this year. Because my notable mentions were Halo Infinite slash Halo Reach because it's Halo. Uh, Resident Evil 6, because I love it, and Stardew Valley, because it's Stardew Valley. Well, I mean, uh, technically, chocolate... Halo Infinite's co-op came out this year. Yeah, I guess. But Shredder's Revenge, man, that, that one's a masterpiece. We had so much fun with that. For just two days, we played it, I think. It was so short. It was sweet. I think it was the epitome of, like, the simple game that I talked about in our last episode. Like, the yeah. arcade style, just drop in, have some fun. That's what I'm looking for in out of this modern age. Like, I'm looking for like return on investment, maybe. I don't, I don't know what I'm looking for exactly, but I want to put in as little effort as possible, but get the most enjoyment. Yeah, that time to fun ratio. Oh, that's, the, that's the time to fun. Yeah, so shout out to Chris from One Hour One Decision who was on that episode, and he called it. Um, I mean, he called it for you because he was the one saying this is co-op game of the year. And yeah, the, I and mean, the episode. he was right. And then we what were like, oh, ho, ho, Elden Ring. Boo, 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 boo. But here it is. Anyways, uh, so Philip uh, is taking care of his baby Arthur. He's throwing a fit. So um, I'm going to talk about my game, and then hopefully he has something to say. I actually didn't write one down. I had a bunch of honorable mentions. I was hoping at this point I would figure something out. But of course, I am one to procrastinate. So I put down Resident Evil 6, Halo Reach, and Gears of War 5. And if I had to think, because these are the... So I, I, I stipulated this is all games that me and Philip played this year. Yeah. Um, for the podcast. And if I had to I'm sorry, Keith, from the main quest buddy. I love you. What? But Resident you Evil it? Six. I think that's the game the co op game of this year, man. Resident oh, Evil Six. Oh, hey, got it. See, that was so close for me too. Like if it wasn't for what I felt like if I was going to go out and just announce like, guys, this is the co-op game you have to play this year. It's Shredder's Revenge. But if I'm just saying like on a personal experience, our time with Resident Evil 6 was the epitome of gaming together co-op. Like gaming Dude, together, TM, us, me and you. Like you that was such insane. a core game. We are so insane on our show. And that game was that just with us there experiencing it was us it's like if we it's like our, you, you remember when kanye said my greatest regret in life is that i can't watch myself live <laughs> he said that <laughs> he said that yeah yeah what a hero. So that's that's my greatest regret is that we can't listen to gaming together with fresh ears but playing resident evil 6 was almost like experiencing an episode of gaming together because it's so fucking uh, stupid yeah it's fantastic. I recommend Resident Evil 6. Yeah, uh, not if you're a Resident Evil fan, but any other time, go get, go grab a friend, grab some beers, get some fucking gaming in. And if you need to be convinced, uh, if you go to our Instagram, 
pretty deep down. We have a reel where I'm in. A, we're in a submarine that's tilted off into its side, like it's like sinking or whatever, or a ship or whatever. I don't fucking know. And I am losing my fucking mind, and I, because I'm trying to make sense of what is happening around us, and that is just like exactly what Resident Evil Six is. Yep. All right. Uh, anything? You, what was your notable mentions? Did you already say those? Yeah, Halo Reach and Gears Five. I saw. I yeah. almost put Halo Stardew Reach was Valley. So good. Stardew's so good. It's a, there's so many good games we played this year. I think this is why yeah. it's perfect that I wanted to inc- include this next category of our three worst games we played this year. And it looks like me you and you agree. The three top again, but we'll fig- we'll we'll go back. We'll, we'll, we'll go I'm back. I'm remembering. Forward. I'm remembering. So. I see. God, it's just so obvious. Like after playing all these good games, and we were talking yeah. about like you know this list of, and I'm like looking at them. It's like a I'm getting flashbacks. I'm like, yeah, man, that sucked. Yeah, man, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked too. So bottom three played this year. Uh, just my notable mentions: uh, Marvel Avengers. I played that for an hour, and I made it on the list of how sick and I was playing that game. It's so bad. I really want to go back into with Nave by my side. But I don't know if I have the determination to get through it because, like, I know Nave is—he's okay to quit usually if he's like yeah, I, not having a I good give time. Up. I give yeah. up. I—I feel—I feel bad when I'm wasting my time. This is the only game, Marvel's Avengers, that's on these three uh, in this six list where uh, it, we didn't play it for the podcast. This is just Philip's own experience. This is how yeah, bad this game is. Apparently, my resolve might not be enough to make it through Marvel's Avengers. Your constitution. Yeah, I won't survive. And then uh, probably the most boring game we played, Alien Firestorm Elite, where I wanted it to be so good, but it w- didn't have anything more after the first level. Dude, the first no level was like joke. what? No joke. Completely forgot that we played this game. <laughs> it was the first game we played this year. Where I'm like, name brand new Alien game just dropped we, in December. We gotta play for the January episode one. Everybody loves Aliens. Alien Isolation is like a darling pick for everyone in like the horror genre. Everybody loves the Alien series. Like, getting this game, waste of time. Like, <laughs> they shouldn't have made this game. It wasted the developers' it. time. We finished it. You don't Wait, remember? There was finished- only four. We finished the whole game. There's only four oh. missions. I the really mind is- myself. Play the game again. Like, that's it just loops. How close to Elden Ring was this game? It was it in must have been January. Weeks, right? We played it Christmas break. Oh. Okay, so it was a month. It, it was a little over a month. Yeah. All right. That's a, uh, that's a shame. You want to do your notable mentions before we get to the criminal crap? Yeah, the, the top one. Uh, Far yeah. Cry 6. A little Who's hard on bad? this game. I'm I'm a little hard on this game, but I was bored out of my fucking gourd, dude. <laughs> I got felt an alien firestorm. <laughs> so I, I wish this I wish this wasn't a uh, a game of the year episode so that we could name the title "Bored Out of My Gourd" because <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. But Far Cry Six, it, it's a competent open world game. But this is how much open world fatigue I have. Okay, if you guys have seen the, my year in review on Xbox or whatever, Philip was talking about at the at the top of the show. I have played like what is it? <laughs> 400 like it was a bunch of games i played a ton a lot of, of different games. games and a lot of these games are open worlds but e- i'm even avoiding of open world games at this point and i don't know it just there's something about the open world genre that just makes me miserable if it's not like done if the open world isn't used in a way that is interesting to me or unique i just start to feel i i feel my heart palpitating like i feel like the end is nigh you played kingdoms you know? of amalar though 
that was not good. I shouldn't have done that. That's the thing is that some Phillips brainworm got into my my head. I, it's because just before that I had like I got all the achievements and something, and I beat Callisto Protocol. I was beating games. I was like, you got to me, Philip, with your stupid backlog. And I was like, I'm gonna do it for Kingdoms of Amalur because this is the third time I've tried to play this game, and the game is not bad. It's just there's just so too much. And that's kind of how it is with Far Cry. Far Cry doesn't have too much. It's a giant open map with nothing to do. And all the characters suck. And everything's boring. The only interesting character, uh, uh, El Guapo. El Tigre. El Tigre. Guapo yeah. Guapo Guapo's the, the gator. Guapo's the and gator. And Chorizo's wheelchair dog. Yeah, Wiener. And uh, it, 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 El Tigre, he, he fucking passes away, spoiler alert, for anyone who's paying attention to that game. But, man, it's... I don't know. I thought things were picking up when El Tigre showed up. I was like, oh, here we go. Things are getting cool. And then he dies. I'm like, I don't know. I was very I was very disappointed with that game, and I didn't end up finishing it. Philip finished it. Uh, I am a fucking quitting little whiny bitch. And speaking of not finishing games, the other honorable mention I have here is Ember. Yeah, um, that game now, I, I did not a shout worth out. the time. I did a shout out to Chris from One Hour Decision. I rescind the shout out now because him, <laughs> him and Tom. Now I'm just joking because their whole show is about playing a game for one hour, right? And in one hour, this game is fun. You know what I mean? Me and Philip yeah. are having fun at the beginning of this game, but it's after like 20 hours of this game where we were. I had quit completely. I don't even know if Philip went back to finish this game, but I had completely Give given him up. Give him a try. I was I had turned into a troll where I was just sabotaging Philip actively at any point, at any point <laughs> I could. And it was funny because at the at the beginning of our, of the game, when you play in an open player open multiplayer lobby, people randomly join. Always at least one of them is a troll. Sometimes it's both of them that are going to start destroying shit. And Philip was like, why would someone go into their game and try and do this? Why would they actively do this? And then I understood at the end of that game why people were doing that it's funner than playing the game yes there should have been a game mode where you actively fucked shit up there was a game mode where you actively fucked shit up but it's hard because you can die a lot in that game mode yeah because you're actively fucking shit up in a burning building uh yeah Amber. and finally the creme of the crap the award goes to wolfenstein youngblood which we both put on our lists yeah as number one worst game we played this year and you you knew it was bad and you told me it was bad Yes, and this game is notoriously I bad. You. And so, I know we, we kicked the crap out of it during the review. We don't need to go all into it. But the spirit of it is all over the place. It feels like this game was written by someone that... Oh, God. It feels like it was written by an 80-year-old uh, billionaire white man trying to reconnect with his grandchildren. Specifically his granddaughters, too. Because it wants to be a cool female empowering game. But this isn't like, you know, like you can say stuff about the girl reboot or whatever. It's like, which was big during the time period or whatever, because they had like girl Ghostbusters. And uh, that's whenever a lot of like the ensemble comedy things was like, was it Bridesmaids and stuff like that? Like this was like a, a thing I'm going so on. I'm so disconnected in with what you're saying. I have no idea where we're okay, at now. Wait, there was a period when they were feminizing a bunch of movies and like rebooting them. And I don't, you know, I, I yeah, they I did don't pay pretty well. To movies, did well, they? they did it. I guess they tried to do it in games with Wolfenstein Youngblood. Is it that go what well. this was? Is that what this I, was? That's what I thought it was. I thought this was like a, a girl power movement in it's the Wolfenstein universe. Girl power. So when I looked back on it, 
I, I, I feel like we were trying to, because the <laughs> other Wolfenstein games, while being very tongue in cheek, were also, they had a very serious tone. And that's what made like the moments that were funny so comedic. And I feel like the this game is a comedic tone with serious things. So it's like a fl- inverse of Wolfenstein: The New Order. You know what I mean? Where like it's so everything. I don't know. I, I'm trying to like get. I'm trying to be the devil's advocate, I guess. But I really fucking hated this game. I hated it. I hated every character. I wanted them all. You know, <laughs> yeah. the Norm McDonald. You know that Norm McDonald skit uh, where he's like he's pretending to be a news anchor and he's like, well, this might be controversial, but I want everyone in this news story to die. <laughs> like, that's how I feel <laughs> about Wolfenstein Youngblood. The bad guys, the good guys, every fucking character that exists in this game needs to just go away forever. They need to Mass Effect Andromeda well, send this shit to another galaxy far, far away from us. Well, besides the story, which I can't defend with the stupid Scooby-Doo villains and the nerdy tech girl, that's, oh God, it's bad. But, there's so many points in this where I was trying actively to defend this game while I was playing it to myself. Like, I'm like, man, some, the shooting is not bad. But then it's like, oh, crap, the enemies turn into uh, ridiculous bullet sponges based on yeah. level. And, I'm like, and there's, right, like, so not enough ammo. And there's, like, it, it, the mobility is okay, but it's not, like, good enough to escape, like, some of the bad, some of the dogs or, like, the guys with the turrets when you walk around corners. It's, like, there's the so many good elements. The level system is so good. And it got to a point where it's like even the call out pep up system where you have an active yeah. boost that you can like, I liked that because of how much you hated it too, or how much you talk crap out of it. But I'm like, rock on sis, you get them, bro. Like that type of stuff. I love it. You're so <laughs> like, beautiful girl. Fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh God, rock dude. on dude. <laughs> no one talks to each other like that. You know, like no one talks I, to I, each other. I like wanted that. to after that. Like I want more games. <laughs> Like it's funny though because then we're playing stupid Gundam whatever and I get healed by you and my character's like thanks baby as I like yeah. roll away. And no, my it. character kept going. I just got shot in my butt. And I'm just like <laughs> I got shot in my butt. I guess. <laughs> like it's so funny. So it's not bad to have stupid callouts. I don't think, but this game just it couldn't pull it off. I don't know. It's just like the Gundam game is good though. Like it is an overall net positive game, so the goofy, campy nature of the of the voice. This is what I was saying when I was trying to devil's advocate before: is that I think we came on the game a little too hard. Phrasing that was unfortunate phrasing, but so I the the game itself is okay, but knowing that it's universally panned, I don't think we're like on on like the wrong side of history of going. This game fucking blows, right? So it's like I, I don't feel bad like knocking it down. It's not getting knocked down any more pegs, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's already it's on the floor, and people just step over it and keep going with their lives, which I recommend you do with Wolfenstein Youngblood. All right, Nate, let's go back to the very top, the one I keep skipping, (laughs) of our top three games we played this year. Any game. So we go one at a time. Let's go one at a time. Yeah, starting with number one, uh, I would say the top game I played this year, not counting Elden Ring, would be Scorn. Like the problem is, I can't recommend this game to everyone. Like, I recommend everyone try it, I guess. But I had a lot of good moments with Scorn. Like, I couldn't stop playing this. I beat it in, I think, three days, two days. And I was just enraptured in the environment. It was like playing... Rapture. It's like playing Bioshock for the first time, even though Bioshock had a lot of good shooting elements. But the setting was so good. I love this Geiger art style now. I didn't even realize, like, it was a style until I played this. And I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, this is... 
like, I don't think Jana would ever be down for it, but I'm like, oh, man, if I could design my house with nothing but these sculptures. <laughs> like, hey, hey, honey, could you turn off the lights and then you stick your three fingers into a fucking orifice <laughs> oh, no. and slide okay, it not, down not a part. fleshy tendon? Not, not the, the weird fleshy you sticking your fingers and stuff, but like the biomechanical, the like the aliens, like I'm talking like capital A aliens, like we did Aliens, Fire Jam Elite, that type of like design. Like there's so many of these statues. Like if you look it up, uh, like this art style just has so many examples of just like what I, I find beautiful stuff. Well, not necessarily beautiful, but interesting. Yeah. Like I, I can't look away. It's mesmerizing, oh. absolutely. And and you already know that I, I so I most of the categories I kind of abstain from kind of I try to ignore what you had written on there and so uh this one was one I did seek because I wanted to kind of inter interweave because scorn would have made my top three as well um it made room for a different game that's a lot more different than everything we've picked so that's good that's nice for me but I also was really in love with scorn and the, the it's one of the games where I think this game does environmental it it's not storytelling but it's it, it, the environmental atmosphere better than Elden Ring. Yeah. Which is very interesting because Elden Ring has such amazing sweeping vistas and such amazing like it's got some it's got some generic like you go through the same like kind of dungeon a couple of times, you know what I mean? But Scorn is something completely different and unique and it's something that i'm looking for whenever i'm trying to like dig through this is why i purchase these games like so many games every week looking for like just completely unique experiences that only video games can provide this is why i get so upset with these you know hollywood blockbuster triple a games right where i i'm wanting them to do something very innovative and unique and something that will catch my attention and scorn does exactly that and it's definitely not the best video game no but it, it is, is not an enjoyable play but it's an enjoyable experience it is one of the most memorable experiences that i've had this year and something that i'm probably not going to forget um i still think about it like at least two or three times a week i think about scorn especially the orifice thing i think about sticking my fingers in orifice now <laughs> all the time but like you go to open a mailbox and you're like fingers dude i think that that's the <laughs> thing i put my arm in a mailbox and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it but uh yeah so if you if you can just maybe watch a playthrough on youtube um uh like a with no with no commentary and hd and just wear headphones like like hopefully that the, the uh, audio quality is good but the audio quality was something that really got me in the mood as well like i felt so isolated and i felt so i felt so lost and yet determined to explore you know what i mean in that game there's something about the way that the levels were laid out that they were sprawling enough to invoke a sense of helplessness but they were simple enough to keep you keep me from getting lost too often right were great funnels like the wasteland like you go through a wasteland i think two separate times and each time you end up going directly where you need to go without like invisible walls or giant signpost like it, it just it's a very well crafted experience. Definitely not for everyone, but I'm glad you put it on there. Um, so speaking of well crafted experiences, my top game I want to recommend to everyone. If you're listening to the show, you're probably gonna get upset, but it's Signalis. This game came out this year, and if it weren't for Elden Ring, this is probably my game of the year, Philip. Really? This is gonna be your big recommend? This is this Does game, Resident Evil I... knock off near trash? 
it's so fantastic and one of the things so the the art style the aesthetic is beautiful very awesome japanese inspired anime aesthetic silent hill or ps1 era silent hill and resident evil but without the tank controls philip without the tank controls oh, i didn't even notice all I've of been the fucking this, the sweet stuff yeah well you didn't notice because the the controls are so like they're uh, good uh intuitive right it's mostly because the camera angles are always fixed in a specific way that you never have the moment where you're walking to the right and then a camera angle switches and now suddenly you turn around and you're walking the wrong way right anyway the game itself has the inventory system it even has it has the caution you know fine health beep when it for your health bar whenever you're taking damage uh it has the hold down the button to ready your weapon and then attack just like silent Hill and resident evil and it has the amazing vague storytelling of silent hill and the game is so interpretive and the game is is fourth wall breaking the game is evocative the characters are uh, amazing the the art style is beautiful the sound the soundscapes in this game play this game with headphones it's grotesque it's wonderful it like there's so many amazing ambient uh soundtrack uh, uh soundscapes as you're playing and wandering through this this horrible infestation or whatever is going on and and there's i it's it's very similar to limbo i remember when i first beat limbo when it first came out on the xbox live arcade and i remember getting to the ending of limbo and just sitting on my couch and staring at my tv and just being awestruck because i i had no idea what i had just experienced but i realized it was profound and i would i went onto the internet and i just went down the rabbit hole of all of these interpretations of is the kid dead was your sister dead are you in purgatory are you alive like all all of these different theories and stuff like that. And I did that with Signalis as well because people are really into this game. And I'm I'm very grateful for Game Pass for bringing this to me. Because I, I bought this game just so – just in case anyone came over and wanted to play it. It's like this was something that was that meant a lot to me whenever I finished it. And I, I, I recommend it to anyone who's intrigued in this type of survival horror experience. It's great. Yeah, uh, I haven't had that full experience that you just described, but I've just explained it so far. And just on a, like if we're just looking at it as a game perspective, it does what it sets out to do. It's a fantastic horror title. I feel dread when I walk into a room and I see two zombie robot ladies in there walking around with giant cleavers. And I'm like, oh no. And then you like, I'm like, okay, they're like the nurses. As long as I don't turn on my flashlight and run, I'll be fine. You start walking around them, and then one of them crawls out of a floor tile right next to you. And I was yes. like, oh, sweet mother of God, Jesus, no. <laughs> it's like I have to like slowly back up because it's not aggroed on me. But then I get slightly too close to another one, and it just screams. And then just starts walking towards me because they don't run usually. Sometimes they do. Yeah. But most of the time, they don't run either. So then I run, and then they all scream. And I'm like, please, just let me out of this room because you're in a claustrophobic space-related room. I don't even, I don't even know what... I don't want to like spoil the different locations you seem to go to, but in this, you're in a very tight space and I want to finish this game. I, I just wanted to make sure I could do it in one go. So I haven't picked it back up again. Oh yeah. And this is, this was a game that I went back to twice. I, after I beat it the first time I had two achievements left and one was for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. And I was like, easy, I can do it. And then I went through and did that like in the, on a second playthrough in one sitting. 
Like after I had I I played the first like quarter of the like third of the game in one sitting, and then yeah. I beat the game the first time, and then beat it a second time on the second sitting. It is one of those <laughs> games where if you know what the puzzles and stuff are, you can just rush through. Like very yeah. similar to Resident Evil Two, because Resident Evil Two is a famous like game for like Speed replaying runner. over yeah. and over again. Oh, um, that too. It, it, it was a game that me as a kid used to play. And maybe that's why I have such a soft spot for this game because Resident Evil 2 was a game that was so close to me because I just perfected it. Where While my friends would play it and they would struggle, I could literally bob and weave and do all kinds of crazy shit. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I was really good at Resident Evil 2. And I knew all of the puzzles and, and solutions and stuff. So I love this kind of game. And I love that it's there's no tank controls. And I love they found a way to do it without tank controls because that's such a huge barrier for people to explore this like this little niche of gaming. All right. Uh, just to get through my other choices or my notable mentions real quick, uh, I put Resident Evil 6 on here again because I, I didn't know if it was going to make any other category. And I knew that I had a great time playing it. And then Dairy Queen 11, uh, Dragon Quest 11, for those not familiar. Wow. I played this game for like three months for during the, while we were recording the podcast. This game it was changed just a, you. It, it got me deep into the JRPGs because I've always liked JRPGs. I love the Pokemons. That's what got me in the beginning. I loved, you know, Lost Odyssey. But Dairy Queen 11 really, I don't know, like got me into the, the weeb part of my brain where this game isn't even like super anime or anything. Yeah, but I thought the characters were super cute. I fell in love with all of them, even though like they seem they're so kind of cringy and over the top and ridiculous. Like you have the edgy thief that gets amnesia. You have yeah. um, uh, what's his name the the circus performer that's he's he's oh, turns out to be like a nobleman's son. Fu- it's F. God damn it! I think his name I starts with his an name. F. I can't remember. He's the best character though. Damn it! Yeah, he turns out you have a crazy big backstory, and yeah, it's and like he's awesome. He, it's like his dad's like upset with him, but not because he's, I don't know, like uh, I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's because he's gay or something like that. But no, it's not even because he's gay. It's because he followed his dream to be a circus performer or something yeah, like instead that. Instead of being because like the in line the for Lord the of the town. Yeah. yeah. And the whole time, it's like, oh God, see, we're going to get into it. But the whole reason he became a circus performer is because he wanted his life's passion to make people smile, to make them happy. He thought that's how he could bring the, the most light to the world. And, and he's the motherfucker just, that keeps everyone together, dude. Yeah. It, like, you, it's hard to talk about, but dude, he's so good. I love him. Like, he become oh god, not again. The game is just so good. It's so long. I don't know if I can recommend it. It's so long. It is a journey to get through. Like, I think I have like ninety something hours in the game, and I didn't like. I didn't even beat the extra secret hidden boss at the end. That's God tier. Silvando, that's it. God, the game is good. I I loved it. And this is it's weird because this game's probably going to end up being one of those games I'm going to come back to in like 3 years and be like, "Oh man, I I remember this game." And I'll play through it all again. That's just how it's probably going to be for me. It has a a nest in my heart that I don't think it's going to come out of. And There's I want to play the other Dragon Quest at this point. The Dragon Quest as a franchise is just concentrated JRPG. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like Call of Duty is concentrated first-person shooter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you play Call of Duty and you're like, oh, this feels good. That means you like first-person shooters. It's that's how it is for Dragon Quest Eleven. That's kind of like a. It's not a baby's first JRPG because it's very complex and long. But it's it's like this is the essence of what a JRPG generally. It's more is. true than the average Final Fantasy game. Absolutely. Yep. 
even though I feel like Final Fantasy is usually the go-to point of like this is JRPGs, but not the and, modern ones anymore. And uh, so on my side, I have uh, since Philip went through RE6 very fast, I'll go through Danganronpa version three very fast because I obviously can't really talk about it too much because it's it's so story it's a visual novel it's the story that is the game but um, <laughs> his story the, this game is so absolutely an absurdly profound it's one of the most ridiculous things that i've experienced it's the most ridiculous conclusion to a franchise that i've ever experienced and it is it, it's it i've never god Please, if you're interested in visual novels or whodunit or murder mysteries or anime in general, like you guys, Danganronpa at time of at time of recording right now, all three of them are on Xbox Game Pass right now. But just buy them if they're not. Like this shit is worth it, especially Danganronpa three. Danganronpa one and two were made with the Vita in mind, right? Danganronpa three is made knowing that's going to be on consoles. It is the production value is through the fucking roof. I've never played a visual novel that's as absurd as this, besides Persona, because Persona is just a visual novel with RPG mechanics. LOL. But it's like. Danganronpa 3 is is insane and the games are so cheeky, they're so goofy, they're so intense, they're so emotional, they enrapture you. I love Danganronpa so much and I'm a huge fanboy till I die. Anyways, Metal Hell Singer is my other my third. Uh this is the one that Scorn Scorn would be here if you didn't put it there, but Metal Hell Singer, I'm glad I get to talk about it because um I always preach that I love uniqueness, and so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, Metal Hellsinger having the first-person shooter mechanics tied to a uh, rhythm game, uh, a rhythm game beat like uh, uh, mechanic. It's very, it's very interesting and fluid, especially when you do it correct, especially when you do it with music that pumps. You know what I mean? And yeah. while the game has general calibration issues. Um, and it's very wonky with some weapons, like the sword specifically. It's very strange. Um, this game is uh, spectacular for people who love the boomer shooter genre is essentially what it is. The Doom Eternal is, uh, or Wolfenstein Youngbloods. It's like um, – it's just so good. And it has so many uh, amazing vocal performances of guest artists like from like Serge Tankian from System of a Down and uh, Matt what's his name from Trivium it's got uh, Tatiana from Ginger like so, those are such amazing bands and if you're even vaguely interested in metal and want to kind of get introduced into the uh, the harsh vocals of some uh, of some uh, bands it, like the vo the harsh vocal styles uh, this is an interesting game to get into because um, in this game, there's a multiplier as you're as you're shooting on beat. Uh, the multiplier goes up, and once you get to 16 times, that's when the vocals kick in, and that is when the arm, the hairs on your arms, the hairs on your neck, your fucking will start standing up. Your soul will turn into a an equalizer, like you will go into you will have no choice but to go into a flow state the moment the vocals start kicking in and just because they the game is mixed so well especially when you use headphones it's highly recommended to use headphones to keep in time and everything because the game is the the soundtrack is very percussive as well with the gunshots over and over and over again as kind of a metronome it's a it's an incredible exercise in in rhythm if you're into that kind of thing. And I am absolutely into it. So into it that the game got re-released for the Xbox One with a separate 1,000 gamer score, and I'm going back for it. That's how much I want to fucking beat the shit out of this game. I love the songs, and this game got robbed in the Game Awards for Best Soundtrack. 
absolutely robbed. God of War Ragnarok, best soundtrack. Go really? fuck yourself. Yes. Oh my god. Sounds like they had Go to give them yourself. something. No, yeah, they had to get so the consolation award for God of War Ragnarok is the soundtrack. Bastards. Uh, let's see. That moves right. That's that's your last one. Yeah, for top yep. three. Uh, let's go into our best competitive game. So, for my top competitive game, I fell in love with Gundam Evolution. I still play that at least once a day to get my daily win. I is this recency bias, Philip? Yeah, it might be recency bias, but I'm having a great time with it. Uh, okay. And then my notable mention was Halo Infinite. What about your top of the list, Lynn? You put another one on there. Yeah, uh, uh, World of Tanks. We played World of Tanks this year, and I got super into it for like a month until I eventually was like, I can't waste my time with this anymore, and I installed it. Dude, no, you, I, you reinstalled it, and we're like, hey, Nave, I'm playing World of Tanks, and I'm like, fuck. Oh, and yeah, I downloaded okay, yeah, World of Tanks back. again, and, and then you stop playing after a couple of days. You're like, I can't get, keep doing this, and I'm like, all right. I can't do this anymore. Okay. Well, it, the problem is World of Tanks, it, it just it comes back. It never ends. It's all. It's like, it's weird because it's. I feel like it could almost be League of Legends for me. But I always have League of Legends installed into every computer I own. So, yeah. But World of Tanks gets uninstalled and then reinstalled periodically throughout the year. World of Tanks is just such a good snack food. Like if you are into the kind of vehicle warfare, like man, it, I don't think it gets better than that. I mean, I've never played War Thunder or anything, so I don't know. I played War Thunder the planes before they had like battle war world of warships. I don't even know. I think they added like tanks later on, but the planes was really good. But I was just not good enough. Whereas yeah. like World of Tanks, it's almost okay if you're not that good as long as you do enough damage to pay for your tank. It doesn't matter. And there's just so many people on the battlefield that like it just becomes a goofy mess sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, um, we'll have to do War Thunder at some well. point when you get a PC. Wait, is it on? It's Xbox? on Xbox. Yeah. It's on Xbox. Oh, eventually. Every every couple of months, there's a uh, and and uh, a Game Pass reward for it, and we're not a reward, a perk, and that's something with with World of Tanks as well. Is that there are Game Pass perks all the time. So if you're redeeming your Game Pass perks, similar to if you're using PlayStation Plus and getting the free games or Xbox Gold as well, if you're getting the free games, just redeeming the redeem the perks, redeem the games, even if you're not going to use them right now, because you never know when you're going to get, like horseshoe around and start playing world of tanks because a new friend of yours is into it you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you'll have a whole bunch of free premium uh free premium premium currency awesome tanks to start out with like stuff like that and so uh, i always recommend people go back and do that love world of tanks yeah uh, i uh, gundam evolution number one what do you got i'm gonna say halo infinite's my number one also you put, you put halo infinite in there as well i get yeah. so philip does not like playing Halo Infinite with me a lot of the time. <laughs> I get really, really into Halo Infinite. And it just, it, I don't know. It's like, so it, all of the shit that happened with League of Legends, now that I don't play League of Legends, that animosity has to go somewhere. And it goes into Halo whenever we play competitive. And we, so me and Philip, we play off and on. We'll play ranked a little bit. We both got put in gold, and I'm a little disappointed about that. And then we switch around. So Halo is, which is, this is what I was like, digging at whenever we talked to eric i was desperately wanting this custom game stuff to take off and now that there's a custom game lobby and all kinds of that goofy shit going on me and philip haven't played the custom game lobbies yet we played a bunch of big team battle today and but i'm i'm really excited to get into these custom game lobbies so that we can see what the casual side of halo potentially can butt into because <coughs> i need that in my life like i you need, need to be able to play 
I need to be able to play really sweaty ranked, and then I need to be able to vent my frustrations over in in Diglett. You know what I mean? Or or uh, Final Destination Fox only. You know what I mean? Like I love these fucking yeah, games. I really want to play Diglets and Final Destination Fox only because they just oh, sound so, so stupid. It's so fun. Um, that's the thing with League of Legends is that League of Legends doesn't have that. Like Aram exists, but it's still a little sweaty. It's annoying if oh, you lose. Oh, it's sweaty. But this I is get the sweaty thing. in Aram. The the venting is is this game mode called Earth. And Earth only came around like once every like five months, four or five months. And so w what would happen is you would get into this burnout stage of like playing a billion games of Earth because this is the only time it's going to be here. You know, you're going to get FOMO. You got to play it. But it's like Earth used to be why the only reason why I came back once I was scorned by League. Right. I was like very upset. <laughs> and so um, – it, I told that story a long time ago. I got banned for fucking people screaming at me and stuff. Uh, and then I got banned. I got upset about it. But um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the the uh, alternation of like five months of like really hardcore sweatiness and then one one or two weeks of finally having fun and then going back into that sweatiness and not being able to go back into that fun whenever I needed it, that really increased the burnout for me. And so I really see that Halo Infinite's going in a really excellent direction. If they're going to focus more on the community and focus more on this Forge and custom games and stuff like that, I still want them to pay attention to like I still want them to pay attention to game balance and they're at they're adding a new equipment and they're they're tweaking like guns at like any at in updates and stuff. I I'm I'm excited just for the future of Halo because it seems like their heads in the right spot. Um yeah. other than that, Chivalry 2. Philip, you remember that game? Yeah, I remember I remember Donkey Kong throwing barrels on people's heads when we're sieging a bridge, jumping oh, down screaming as the archer. I think I screwed up because this is a competitive game, Philip, but it is not very competitive. No, it's like stupid. It's just meat into the grinder. It, well, like, you mission. can play 1v1s and 2v2s and 3v3s oh, yeah, and if it's you want sweat. to, if you want to do that. But there's no barrels in 3v3 that you can beat someone to death with. There's no bread that you can throw at people and kill them. Like, you're, you're freaking Naruto, right? Um, yeah, Chivalry 2 was just such a refreshing experience because it it was it's not like a it was a surprise but i knew the game was going to be fun i didn't expect the game to be so stupid you yeah. know what i'm saying i was like expecting it to be kind of serious like world of tanks is kind of serious right chivalry was just non-stop goofiness right i was I, especially whenever we did we had a little cast of people coming in and out whenever we played that game and so uh, it's like getting new people in there and like having them watching them learn the combat system and like watching them see the silliness with horses and barrels and shit man like i i, I kind of don't want to put chivalry 2 away and i'm definitely looking at mordheim and 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 all of these other fucking games now like usually banner games. or not banner lord uh mountain blade mountain blade i think that game yeah. just came out on the on the series x like there that game is in it's the same style of you know first person medieval combat and it is also very silly massive oh, armies it's very it's silly it seems I think like a multiplayer more... but it's not as big oh it's it's okay well that could still be interesting yeah i'll have to check it out i definitely saw that it was on sale not on sale but like you know for sale yeah i have it on steam and i have like over a hundred something hours in it just playing the single player but i also play the mods where there's like a, a Warhammer yeah, mod or... and Lord of the Ring mod. 
I just watched a uh, a YouTube video that was talking about this billboard that that these people in so you know Final Fantasy fourteen the MMO yeah they had this like update and these people bought a oh billboard. I know what you're gonna talk about about they a, a, a virtual yeah. or a virtual club with a real world billboard. Yeah, right? yeah, and then it was like, did you watch the YouTube video or did you just know? No, about I've just seen like the the headlines. That's it's funny. I it was it's a funny story. It it didn't, it all ended up like turning out okay, but because all of it was just so silly that no one decided to fuck with it. But I don't even remember what made me think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that, I think that covers our competitive uh, game. best competitive game. Yeah. So this is our biggest surprise, and me and you both put down. Monster Prom XXL as our biggest surprise. Because, Dave, I did not expect anything from this game. I expected it to be either trash or just like a silly joke. But it is actually a very interesting cooperative board game-like mechanic that we experience. So it's yeah. like kind of social relationship-based game. Well, so I think I, I definitely... So this was a game that I had no idea what the game generally was, right? And so I think I sold it to you as something that it wasn't. Where I thought it was a visual novel, where yeah, it is it a, a light visual novel, but it, it is, is a light visual novel, but it is yeah. mostly like a board game, right? With a bunch of prompts and stuff, and like situations that you can. It get was like into. I'd say it's closer to Mario Party, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar. You no drop board. in, and it's like you you get the stars at the end. That's it. Whoever yeah, yeah. has the most stars wins. Whoever has yeah. the most relationship points well, wins. I guess there technically is a board, but you're not moving pieces around, right? You're no. just choosing where it's to go. It's basically a list. And but the game is very interesting, and so I'm really glad that we we're, we're talking about Monster Prom XXL because I think that I think that people should pick this up. This is a pretty interesting, fun uh, like a party game for like if you're gonna have a couple of adults adults drinking with you. And, strong like, language. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're they're talking about dildos and fucking and stuff. Like they're 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 going ham. But um, it is a uh, it is a very funny, silly, carefree experience that actually has a little bit of depth to it. And you can start metagaming. And you and we say it's cooperative, but it is cooperative in a sense that you play together, kind of. But like, you can, it, it, there is a competitive yeah. edge where you can start screwing each other over if that's like the name of the game. You can play how you want. You can play to help each other out and kind of metagame. Or if you see somebody going like, oh, they're trying to date the 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 ghost girl. I want to date the ghost girl. And then you start fighting over her. Then it, it can actually be quite silly. Yeah. So me and Philip, we played two whole matches of it. And we never got to a point where we wanted the same like date at the end of – because the whole goal of the game is to get a date for prom, right? And so you're just wooing people. But we uh, we were just kind of like just so entranced with how silly the game turned out to be. that we wanted to see I, as I much content as possible. I thought, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of why I spread out. We started to fan out like as hard as – because we you, you you take turns. So you're watching the other players play while they're playing and stuff like that. Um, I imagine if you try to get more competitive with it, there because every there are multiple spots. Like like what Philip was saying, it's kind of like a checklist. We think you can go to the classroom and get knowledge, or you can go to the bathroom and get cool guts. Points, I think I guts. can't remember what it, it's called. It's, I said guts because that's in Persona. That's that's a stat. It's this, it's very similar to Persona. It's like very simplified Persona uh, in that way, where you're trying to just uh, get your point, get your skill points higher. But um. Yeah, you you're you're just going around and doing that. So if you realize that it's like Philip is trying to get the ghost girl, well the ghost girl likes cool points. I need to go to the tree so that Philip can't go to the tree because I'm could, before yeah. him. You could do that. 
just so that he doesn't get cool points and he has to like pivot and do something else. Um, Which there's usually a mini game to figure out who goes first and gets priority in picking from yes. the list of where to go. And those mini games are usually almost like they're subjective because it, everyone gets to vote on the winner which doesn't yeah, work when there's only two of us so it's almost like all right now which player honest, yeah. is the most likely to be you know rubber, rubber, like everybody name something that you would love to give to a child or, or i don't remember the the choices yeah, yeah. they were always terrible all goofy and then at the yeah. end it'd be like it would be like okay now who had the who had the worst answer like you know what i mean and then you pick you it's pick. pick that way so yeah. you never know like what way it's going to lean either. So it's very goofy, very silly, awesome for parties, man. I'm and it's very short. I because I keep we we mentioned visual novel multiple times. Visual novels are notoriously long. Dogarumpa version three took me like fifty hours, fifty or sixty hours oh, to my beat. God, this game itself can it, it it can take a little bit longer depending on how long it takes everyone to read. But it, this is also a game where you can play this game and like have everyone reenact different characters and like do voices and stuff like if you're playing with your fucking really theatrical friends and just getting goofy with it it's this is this is something to pay attention to and i i swear by this this is the seal of approval for gaming together all right uh the only other surprise i had this year was forza horizon five five right was the one that came out this year or last year we picked we played it this year but man I didn't know I liked the Forza games because honestly, I put it in the category of everyone's like, hey man, you play that new FIFA? And I'm like, no, I didn't play a new FIFA. Like, hey man, you play that new Forza? And I'm like, no, I didn't play the new Forza because I just yeah. assumed that they were all uh, Forza sport, whatever, sport motorsport, right? The yeah, like yeah, simulator the, the racing sims, yeah. I didn't know that this was, once again, like almost a party arcade style racing game. Oh yeah, all the Horizon games are very into like like uh, it, it's very similar to Burnout, uh, Burnout Paradise. I think that's yeah, how I think about drive it. Drive past covers and have fun. I w- I thought it was like hardcore simulator. You tune each individual suspension on each you know tire <laughs> to make sure that you have the appropriate drifting amount for this specific racetrack. That's what I expected. That make sure each lug nut that. has thirty pounds of torque on oh, it. On it, it's yeah. Like, all right, and uh, you have a other surprise this year. What was your other surprise? Uh, Fortnite. Oh, oh Fortnite! Boy. You were surprised that it was I actually was, a game. I I'm so I was so at the beginning of this year I was so fucking <laughs> down on Battle Royale. I was so sick of the zeitgeist. I wanted it to change. I, I was sad about. I, I was just kind of being a contrarian a little bit. Um, a lot of it. I was being a lot of a contrarian. And then we played Fall Guys, and Fall Guys kind of like opened my eyes because. I it is a battle royale technically, and so I yeah. I was a little bit more open to Fortnite. Philip took that opportunity to fucking seize the day and fucking get me to play Fortnite with him because him and his daughters play Fortnite a lot. There's a Dragon Ball thing happening at that time, and so we played a bunch of Fortnite. And I'm gonna say that I definitely, even after the week, because usually we drop our games after a week, uh, even after the week, I did go back and play Fortnite for probably about. 12 13 more game sessions where i went back and really? just goofed off in that yeah i, I kept playing for a little Which currently while they're they're doing their winter event mr beast is in there doom slayer and uh what was it my hero my hero academia dude my they're they're getting they got you a dragon ball z dude i am a big fan of my hero academia the only thing i need left is full metal alchemist people and spy family people running around and i might they're, be dropping I down like full metal but yeah. we could probably get spy family in there we can hope we can wish and pray, but I don't know. All right, one second. Let me check on the baby. Oh, good. Well, let's take a break. We're doop a doop a doop a doop. Status report. We all good? We good. Baby sleeping. 
All right. Next was a category you put in here. And I actually really like this one, but it's the game to drive you apart this year. <laughs> and first, I just put in Anacrusis mostly because it's just like that game is terrible. And it didn't make it into my worst games ever list, mostly because the game Anacrusis was just unplayable for us, not worth investing time yeah. in. Yeah. But the, the game that it. definitely drove us apart the most was Power Wash Simulator. Because I could drag you through Wolfenstein Youngblood by for, like forcing you to basically complete the game. I could not get you to finish Power Wash Simulator with me. Plus, we physically did not have the amount of time because we needed like 30 more hours of game time after me and you played the game for me to finally finish it. I mean, that is a very unique perspective with Power, Power Wash Simulator. Um, I had a hard, like Phil went hard on power wash and he put in way, way, way more time than I recommend you do. But, uh, he also got to see the secret ending where he saved the universe and whatever. You save the planet from a earth ending volcano. Spoilers. So you don't have to play yourself. But uh, yeah, Nate, that what's game, game? mind numbing me. Like I, I was like, this is a funny <laughs> meme. And then we got to the skate park and I, I lost my mind. I, I have way too much. I, this is not the type of game for a knave. I have too much ADHD to be able to like figure this shit out. Maybe yeah. if you got to, maybe if I could play power, if there's a way to play power simulator with one hand, like with a Wiimote and then have like a fucking butterfly knife in my other <laughs> hand and just like <laughs> keep myself like fucking concentrated. Yeah. yeah. That's so stupid. All right. What, but, what's um, your game that drives people apart? Among Us. Among Us. This seemed like the obvious answer to this, the game to drive us apart. This game Every, is everybody cooperative, sucks. kinda. Yeah, but Philip, I was angry at you all the time because we would go into, we would be playing with randoms oh, yeah. almost all the time. And we, nothing, like, someone would report a body, and then he'd be like, where were you at, purple? And I'm purple, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, well, now I've got to. I'm already on the defensive because, and then everyone will be like, "Yeah, purple. Where were you? Purple. I was over in. I was in. I was in the. I was in medical scanning. I swear. Yeah, I was in reactor, and someone was like, "I was in reactor five years ago, and then I didn't see you there." <laughs> God, so I got stupid. voted out so many times because Philip immediately would put suspicion on me, and which made me even angrier at you, Philip, when I was the fucking guy. <laughs> to suspect me but you just like where's purple at and i'm just like god damn it <laughs> like how do i act <laughs> natural right now be cool be cool god i don't know like that is funny because like i was gonna say like i don't even feel that bad when you killed me or something like that like if you know we one of us yeah. were the killers and we killed you like that's not a big deal but when you point out the social aspect of it then yeah this game puts <laughs> up some walls <laughs> it's funnier to get somebody voted out by the community than to just kill them yeah, it, it's it's so funny too. The best parts were whenever I was a imposter, and there would be multiple imposters, and I would commit a crime, and another imposter would fall for it, and oh. I would just be like, and he had nothing to I'm do. Sorry, with bud. And I would just I would get away with it scot free. But uh, I I was a terrible imposter. Yeah, me too. So all right, next category then, because I don't think we have much to say about that. Biggest disappointment. This is just something that kind of lets you down. Not really like worst game of the year, but just kind of sad. And like I said earlier, I had a revival for Japanese RPGs or just Japanese games kind of in general this year. And starting with Dragon Quest XI, which led me into Final Fantasy VII for the first time. And then that led me to like, oh, Final Fantasy games are actually good. Which led, this is after me like only playing Final Fantasy XV way back in the day. 
And yeah. then I'm like, I'll play the other ones. So then I started Final Fantasy 13. I'm like, oh, this game is like odd, but I like it. <laughs> That's a way to put it. One second. I got to fix the internet. You're good. Yeah, you lagged out earlier. I have no idea what you said about Power Wash. I have no idea what you said. I just had to improvise. Did it sound natural? No, you nailed it. Yeah, it was perfect. Jana, do you ever, do you even drink beer? Do you ever like hit your teeth with a beer bottle? That's yeah. what I just fucking did. <laughs> and it felt terrible. It felt really bad. Anyways, Final Fantasy 13 though, is, it's such an odd game, but I fell in love with the setting and the characters. I'm like, there's actually a lot going on in this world, even though this is probably one of the worst Final Fantasies out there. Like compared to everything I've heard about all the other ones, this one's probably one of the worst ones. But I enjoyed my time with it and I, I finished it. And that led me right into Final Fantasy 13 2 and Lightning Returns, which are just a, like, I feel like, like I'm a snowplow in just a pile of shit pushing my <laughs> way through only because somebody told me, hey, man. If you push through, maybe you can see a glimpse of some of the stuff you liked in the first game. Because no one told me that. That's something I've just kind of internalized that maybe it's in here somewhere. I'm searching for something that obviously I don't think is in there. But what I enjoyed about Final Fantasy 13, the first one, was probably just the initial meeting of the characters. And while their stories are fucking terrible, a lot of Except them. Except for Saz. Like, yeah, Saz, he's the only good one. Him and... uh uh vanille yeah by, by extension vanille yeah even the weird angry dad hate that hope has for snow where he's like you got my mom killed even though i always think back like i have like psychic damage with this one image or you know <laughs> scene burned into my brain where at the beginning like you know there's a whole i don't even know how to describe what's happening in the beginning of the game where it's like god is angry and attacking <laughs> well, there's also like terrorists, but it's being attacked by stormtroopers too, and being led by Snow, which is a group of like freedom fighters slash terrorists. I can't even tell. But anyways, S stupid Hope's mom stands up, grabs like a gun, and he's like, "Mom, what are you doing?" And he looks at her and he's like, "Hope, don't worry. Moms can be strong too." <laughs> Loaded gun, <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What's happening?" Anyways, they go to fight God, as you know. <laughs> It gets destroyed, and the whole city gets like basically dropped. They pull up, you know, a Sephiroth or whatever. Wait, not Sephiroth. Which? What? How did the see with Final Fantasy VII where they drop one half of the city on another half of the city? Avalanche. That happens. Yeah, Avalanche. Whatever. They, Operation Avalanche happens, and Hope's mom dies, and he's like, "It's Snow's fault because he was leading her at that time." Like, Snow lost a lot of people, and he <laughs> feels really bad about it. He's basically just trying to keep up a good face to keep the group together so he can rescue his fiance and he feels bad about it, but he's trying to cover it up. And that's like all of Snow's character is basically like putting on a strong face for everyone. And then he basically gets to the point. He's like, all right, Hope, why don't you just kill me if you have to? And he has like a knife given to him by lightning. And he's like, am I really going to stab this eight foot tall man giant with his nipples? <laughs> like, yeah. The game is so stupid. It's very melodramatic for sure. But I, I started to fall in love with it. And to be let down by 13-2 and Lightning Returns. I haven't finished Lightning Returns, but I'm gonna finish it. But I already can tell that it's not it's not what well, I want. That's the thing, is like I feel like I feel, I feel like 13, 13 had a, a a dynamic with its characters, right? And when yeah. you go to 13-2, it completely loses that character dynamic. It like it when when they made 13-2, it felt like 
what do people like about 13? Oh, they like the combat system, and also they like lightning. So how about we make a mystery around lightning? And, oh my you know what God. I mean? And then also the combat system is better, which it is. It is better. In, it is in better. 32. It is better. And it, I get, think it gets better in thirteen in Lightning Returns as well. I think the it comics does actually it's, get better as the game steps up each time. Clearly, but um, all right, that's my biggest disappointment this year. All right, so Phil put two games in the same series. I'm gonna put two games that are similar in that they merge together <laughs> lots of series. How about that segue? Um, nice. Multiverses. Uh, very, very, very disappointed. I had a pretty low bar for what multiverses was going to be in my head, and it somehow undercut that by a lot. And if you listen to our episode, I go on, I go bitching a little bit, but it was really hard to to complain and be a whiny little asshole about this game when Philip wasn't there, because Philip was going through some stuff with uh his 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 uh it was a uh, that was when my dog, dog died, died right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I was gonna. I was having a hard time remember if that if it was the dog died or your baby was born. <laughs> it was one of those two. But um, it's like um, I was sitting there with uh, Nick and Will from the uh from Friday Night Gamecast, and it was hard to be super negative around them because they're such positive people. You know what I mean? So we kind of yeah, just went on. Fun. We just went on like goofing off the whole time. But uh, don't let that fool you, listener. I had a very negative experience with multiverses. And this was one of those games that um, it it pulled out the worst in me. Because I, I get this competitive itch. And if I feel like I am not, like being respected as a as a as a as a player as far as the mechanics are concerned i start to get very irritated especially if i feel like i have to continue playing the game um it it, it it's like pulling teeth for me and so multiverses really pained me especially in the earliest states when the game first released the character hitboxes were fucking cylinders do you remember that, Philip? so big Do you remember yeah. when i was bitching about it and phil and you eventually sent me a message like Here's the hitboxes. They, they, <laughs> yeah, like, they scrubbed the game and they found <laughs> actual visualization for the hitboxes, and they are cylinders. They're not god, even attached to the models on some of them. Oh god, dude. Ah man, wow. So it's like I, I was very upset. The game might be in like a much more playable state. <laughs> this game won Fighter of the Year, by the way, in Game of the Year awards. I don't know what other fighting games came out though. What could beat it? Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know. I think man. isn't there supposed to be like a new Tekken or Street Fighter coming out this next year? I see yeah, one of those. Tekken's coming. It. I think both of them actually. Both of them are coming out like next year. I think it's pretty wild. Uh, which I'm not a Tekken boy or a Street Fighter boy, but I yeah. assume they're probably going to be better than Multiverses. Yeah, sadly. absolutely. Um, yeah, Multiverses just bummed me out because I would I was playing it for the meme, but it's a game that just ended up pissing me the fuck off. So I don't know. I love Jake. I love playing Jake. In yeah, situation. I mean Finn was fine. Like once I realized, I was like, oh, Finn's fast and he hits hard. Um, I I I just got too into like wanting to win. I guess I don't know. I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling in me. Um, Dead by Daylight but, is the opposite. Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Dead by Daylight was the opposite, it? where I never felt the urge to win. <laughs> I felt it the, the game was the game was so silly and like it, it, it's so lopsided at this point, where there are people who are playing this game that are phenomenal on either side. So it's like if there's an amazing survivor with us, then that guy's gonna just carry us. Like it doesn't matter what we do. And if there's True. an amazing uh, 
killer on the other side. That guy's gonna hunt us down and murder us, and I have no idea how to like. And Philip was desperately trying to get me to play the killer, but I just did. I was all I, after the first play session. I was already so aggravated with the game that I didn't. As soon as Philip left, I'm like. Well, fuck this shit! I'm going to play Halo. But uh, oh my like, god! <laughs> uh, uh, so I probably should have played the killer at least once. But um, the the aesthetic of the game is fine. It's in in its own. But the game is so hyped up on the internet. Like there are so many people who play this game and enjoy it that I was expecting a lot more from this. It, it was the inverse because after I had played Fortnite by this time, this is the inverse effect of like I was expecting this game to fuck. Because Fortnite was actually not bad. It was super fun. Um, we played Fortnite post the introduction of the no-build mode, of course. So we probably yeah. would have had a lot more negative experience if we had to fuck with that shit. But yeah, Dead by Daylight, I I didn't know what the game was or what it was about or what we even did. But I knew it was an asymmetric game and that was very popular. And I just don't see it. Besides the uh, the horror aesthetic. That's literally it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no Condemned 2 Bloodshot. Multiplayer. Well said. <laughs> well said. All right. We only got a couple categories left, and I think these are going to go pretty quick. Uh, best OST. I put in Stranger of Paradise, but mostly just because so many of the songs, this is this was after we had already started doing listening together, and yeah. I had been binging Final Fantasy VIII music, and I had already you know played through Final Fantasy XV and seven and thirteen and thirteen two at this point. And so many of the tracks, not all of them, some of them are just like, I don't even know. Because I I went back and listened back to them. But a lot of them are just straight remixes or like complete new compositions that go on the theme of these other songs that I've been listening to this for the last year. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, now, they're not really original, but being able to listen back to this song that is a love letter to basically every Final Fantasy that came before I yeah. really enjoyed it. But this is a soft pick for me because I did not see any other game except for maybe, like, this could be recency, but Nobody Saves the World seems to have yes, some funky dude. beats in you some know what levels. Sucks? But, it what? sucks we didn't a single time mention the OST in our episode. Oh, we didn't? We did not a single time. Uh, it's got some beats. Like, they're kind of like ambient sometimes, but they'd be bopping. Yeah. It reminds me of Pit People, how sometimes Pit People just starts fucking getting it. You know what I mean? It's, it's no, it's no, uh, what is that game? Hotline Miami, where Hotline Miami yeah. is just constantly on it the whole time. But uh, there are some pretty, there are some songs that get pretty close to Hotline Miami level. All right. Well, Final Fantasy Stranger Paradise has some pretty good tracks. Not all of them, some of them. But Nave, you seem to have one that has probably quite a few good tracks. You put Metal Hellsinger back in again. Yeah, I'm disappointed now looking at it. But um, I was expecting that I wouldn't. We wouldn't just talk about every game we put down. But this this made the episode a little bit better. Um, Metal Hellsinger, amazing soundtrack. I've already gushed enough about it. Um, go check it out on you. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Or you, I think you can listen to it on Spotify. I'm not sure or not. But every single game in Metal Hellsinger is literally, or every single level, I mean, in Metal Hellsinger is structured like a music video. It even gets introduced at the very beginning with the this is the band, this is the the you know yeah. what I mean in the cover in the corner, you know, like a music video. So very awesome and um very aware of the talent that they have at their disposal each song is rocking if you like metal so you probably already know about this game if you like metal and video games at the same time but fuck it all right so we saved probably one of the sweeter categories for the last one and this is the 
Little Indie Darling. Now, this year has been swept by praise for my pick, which is Vampire Survivor. The Yep. I've been preaching for this last, you know, three episodes we've done about praise for simple gameplay or like, I don't know. I feel like I could see this in so many indie titles. Like you talked about Hotline Miami or yes. I, I think about uh, Super Hot or I think about oh, man. I don't know, these, these, these games where we talked about like, you know, the fun per minute or whatever. But that is the perfect wheelhouse for an indie darling. And Vampire Survivor knows its audience, knows what it needs to be. And it never stretches outside that. Like I spent, I've spent so much time playing Vampire. I'm replaying it, even though I have all the achievements at this point too. Are you playing I'm just on going the phone? Back. No. Oh, dude, I was going to bring that up too. They put it on the phone with voluntary ads for free. You don't even have to watch the ads if you don't want to. There's no microtransactions or anything. It's just you can Seriously? play the full game. Yeah. That's There's incredible. no energy. There's no lives. There's no like buy this character or whatever. The whole game is available on the phone. It is incredible what they're doing with Vampire Survivor. And they just put on the DLC that has the level in it. I haven't played it. You played it. And apparently it's just more of the same. I think it's good. That this, it's good. I, my problem is I almost wanted to put Vampire Survivor as my game of the year to beat Elden Ring, except I could not recommend Vampire Survivor to everyone as I could Elden Ring. Did you listen to one hour, one decision uh, talking about, about Vampire it? Survivor? Yeah, no, we, th- we had Chris on recently, and and they talked about how negative they kind of had. Yeah, it, I I brought it up. I've been I've been digging at him. Like uh, I love Chris, and I'm just goofing. He he knows that. That's why he he runs with it. Deals but, with um, it. <laughs> yeah, deals with me. He, him and Tom were both very uh against an, a vampire survivor, and I think maybe it might have had something to do with the only having one hour, not getting to experience True. like the the progression and everything. But yeah, it, it, it's it's very interested uh, interesting hearing somebody who doesn't like it. So uh, everyone's been talking about this game. I don't have anything to add to Vampire Survivor. It's good. Dave, you put a lot of junk in here. What's this? Um, so this was the problem. I went through my true achievements because I you can do a year-wrapped thing, and I, I went and looked uh, at all of the games that I had played. And I had a really hard time with the game of the year thing. This is before. I, this is at the very bottom of our document, so I didn't know that there was going to be an indie darling thing. So my game of the year thing was going to have like fucking 19 games in it or something. Oh my it's god! It's not 19. It's gonna. It is a bunch of games. But um, so I'll I'll talk about this a little bit. Almost all of these games I brought up on the podcast already. I mean, this is basically the top hits of our podcast for the last year. Yeah, it, besides the games that we've already talked about. And so, which obviously, you know, Signalis, go do that. That's my indie darling, but I don't want to put it here because I already talked about it before. So, Echo Generation. Um, this game was a fantastic JRPG-inspired uh, Western kind of take on it. And it's very Twin Peaks. It's very... Uh, what you know, Philip? You can help me with this. You're the one that helped. Oh, Gravity me. Falls. Yeah. Gravity Falls. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very interesting. It's got a lot. Of, it's very quirky, funny, cute, charming. It's, it's, it's pixel art. It's got the voxel art. Um, with like, it, it looks beautiful for what it is. It's incredible. It's very unique and striking. And the, uh, it's got. It's a JRPG in a style of Paper Mario. So your all of your attacks have like prompts. So there's kind of a rhythm that you can get into, kind of a, a timing element to everything, but it's not like imperative. It's just like for extra damage and making and blocking yeah. most of the damage and stuff like that. And it has a it has an awesome cast of characters, a very compelling story. It's very short and sweet. This is an art JRPG that you can beat in like 
seven to ten hours depending on Thank how God. deep you go into it and and that is amazing so you can get this bite-sized rpg experience and, and it's very good it's the only problem is is that the game can get a little obtuse at times and the game is not like as streamlined as it possibly could be so chris again from one hour one decision i was talking to him about it because i was hyping it up and he played it and got about three quarters of the way through and then gave up because he was getting frustrated and so that's like a, a potentiality there yeah, I, I highly recommend Echo Generation if you're into very short JRPGs. Um, for a very long JRPG, uh, Omori is an incredibly emotional story that is – it's hard. If you if you struggle with mental illness, it's very hard to get through in some in some cases and some, uh, some of the things that they talk about. So, I mean, I guess I'll preface that with like – if you're really depressed, maybe you don't play this. This isn't going to make things better for you. And it's and it's kind of it's it's kind of a spoiler alert because you know, like maybe two or three hours in the game, you realize this game isn't a hunky dory, very happy, yippee kaye, let's fucking go kind of game. So the game itself is it's incredibly touching and it touches on a lot of things and it's it's very brave in that way. Other than that, it reminds me of Earthbound. It is definitely more in the like. Earthbound uh, side of things. The art style is amazing, and there is some very genuine dread that you can feel from this game. And it's not a horror game. But the game is also incredibly cute. The aesthetic and like the tone that they go for at times is so charming and so funny, like genuinely funny in the Undertale type of way. So if if you're if you're hearing Undertale and like Earthbound and you're like you're it, that's triggering some like like interest, you should definitely check out Omori. The only reason why I never went through and finished Omori is that on the Xbox there is a glitch where the game will eventually start overriding like it'll start erasing your saves in reverse order and so one day i put in like six hours in the game with a lot of grinding and a bunch of stuff i accomplished a lot and the next day i came back i was 12 and a half hours set back and oh, no. so um i lost tons of progress so i'm a little scorned by that game and i want to go back to it eventually because i had such a great time with the characters and the setting but um i even after that horrible situation that happened to me i can still wholeheartedly recommend this game i don't know how it ends so maybe it's bad there but whatever i have that um, happened to me with uh danganronpa 2 where oh no I, really i completed a whole uh trial but then i put it on quick resume but then our power went out, and so uh, it, it went back to the very beginning because it's like, do you want to save? You're about to do a trial. And I'm like, I know who did it. I did the whole comic book at the end that solved it. We we watched his death. I, and so now I, I'm in the middle of replaying the trial, but it's so hard to bring myself to do the stupid hangman's gambit yeah, and dude. stuff like that where I'm like, I know the answer. I know the Hang answer to every single thing. Hangman's game is the worst too, dude. And it's so it's in the third game, but it is infinitely better. It is yeah. it, it is nowhere near as is is frustrating. Uh All that right. just happened to me playing um Persona 5 where really? I oh, no. I forgot I for, that game doesn't have auto saves. You have to save. You have lots of opportunities to save, but I didn't save for many like for many days I didn't realize I hadn't saved and then I turned the game off and as soon as I turned the game off I was like oh I had that feeling, you know, oh, and no. I went back yeah. and realized I had beaten a boss and I had done like I was I finished a dungeon, beat a boss, went through many days afterwards and then realized I had fucking erased all my save data. Um 
Terrible feeling. Uh, so I only have two games left. Uh, Beacon Pines. Beacon Pines is a visual novel kind of choose-your-own-adventure game where it's it the art aesthetic is what got me. I am not a huge fan of anthropomorphic animals. I feel like it's kind of creepy, like mostly from like the you know the my experience on the internet, you know, <laughs> but. This game's uh, anthropomorphic animals are fucking adorable, and I recommend everyone listening who's made it this far, Google Beacon Pines and see what it looks like. And just the aesthetic of this game might enrapture you to see this game through to the end. It's a very short visual novel, um, and it's got a charming uh demeanor about how all of the characters are like i i loved every character in this game even the characters that are the there's a there's the archetypal bully and and stuff like that but you come to fucking really enjoy these characters towards the end of the game like a lot almost every character kind like every main and side character kind of gets their chance to shine not the background characters obviously because that's insane but the hook of this game is that it's a story – it's kind of a storybook kind of tale that's being read to you, and um, you learn words. Your character learns words as you experience different scenarios. So the one I like, the one I pointed out whenever I talked about this game the first time on the pod was you meet an adult in an area you're not supposed to be in, and as soon as the adult sees you in that area and realizes that he's in trouble, he goes, shit – and then you learn the word shit, and now you can go back in time to a choice before. And all of the choices, the choose-your-adventure choices, uh, all of those choices are with words that you know. And so, like, you can put word, you can put the word shit in there, and then it changes the outcome of like it's it's very cute, and it's and it's, and it's unique because there's not a whole lot of games that are like this. And so um, it's a nice little spin on the visual novel genre with an awesome story, great characters, beautiful art design, stuff like that. The last one, probably least amount to say because it's so popular, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, this game is like The Binding of Isaac with a really awesome, uh, cute... It's a cutesy, satanic vibe to the to the art, and the art is uh, fantastic. The art and and this and the music, the soundtrack is amazing in this game. I really hope we do a uh, listening together on this one. It, the art and the soundtrack is so good that I ended up pre-ordering the vinyl, uh, like really? five months ago. Whenever the game first came out, the vinyl was up for pre-order with an amazing uh, uh, like a uh album arts on both sides and when you open it up it's a double vinyl it's got like album art on the inside as well and um cool. yeah and so i uh i pre-ordered it and it's not coming until march so it was like seven months away like i pre-ordered it though because i was so into it um call to the lamb is awesome uh if you like the binding of isaac you're gonna love this it's a roguelite so i mean you know take that as you will but um it's a very good roguelite and it has kind of an animal crossing stardew valley element of like building your own cult compound weren't we just talking about cult compounds at the beginning of this episode i can't remember probably it's this one's been longer than i expected it to go yeah well let's wrap it up a cult of the lambs fucking sick and uh, everyone go buy it i know we talk about it i think we said the same thing last year about how great gaming is as a hobby but just looking back on this year we had so many amazing experiences and i had such a good time doing this pod with you nave i'm really looking forward to another year of doing this with you oh yeah and hopefully we can get some awesome guests on yep video games may not be cheap especially with that rise of the 70 dollars for the mainline microsoft titles but man it'd be fun 
damn you, Sony. Yeah, it's all like Sony's fault. All right, Nave, what are we playing next week? We don't know. Yeah, maybe something long. Yeah, we got a Christmas break coming up. Uh, I know I'm about to get a couple new titles for Christmas. I can already see the the boxes that look like video game DVD holders <laughs> under the <laughs> under the tree, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Jana put in that one. What was that? What was? I think it was a Futurama episode, also, where it was a Christmas episode where someone gave Bender a present, and it was in the shape of a beer bottle. And he's like, oh, I wonder what this is, and he opens it up, and it's not a beer. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh what was it oh that was it there was one that was like the perfect shape for a dvd case that came in it was like an amazon package or whatever and i'm like i wonder what this one is jana and then she opened it up and it was a box of like iphone chargers <laughs> that was like oh surprise all right it's a we'll, book we'll... <laughs> let's wrap this up Thanks for joining us this whole year, co-op partners. And maybe we can have another good year together next year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Oh, you messed me up. Oh, God. End it. How embarrassing.